people say to me all the time, people kind of say, oh, I really want to have a business, but I don't know what product to do. And I'm like, well, that's your first step. Like you're skipping straight to that second step saying you want a business. You need to know what your product is and what that kind of gap in the market is first and then create your business from that. to Retreat Yourself Radio. I'm your host, Kate Williams. I'm a personal trainer, certified health coach, and founder of Retreat Yourself. If you're looking for a healthier, happier, and more fulfilled life, then you've come to the right place. Each week, I'll be diving deep into what it means to live a life well-lived, holding thought-provoking conversations with some of the world's most inspiring people, leaving you with actionable tips, tools, and takeaways so that you too can lead a life well-lived. So grab a cuppa, sit back, relax and enjoy. It's time to begin your journey to your most incredible life. Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode on Retreat Yourself Radio. I hope you're well and you're enjoying your week so far. I'm very excited today as I'm interviewing the awesome Kayla Houlihan from Tribe Skincare, an Australian skincare brand designed specifically for sensitive skin. Tribe Skincare was started only two years ago and through sharing Kayla's expertise, having an excellent product that actually works, and also building an incredibly awesome community online, Tribe Skincare has grown into a multi-million dollar business, which Kayla now runs from her spare room. You'll also hear a few peeps from Henry, Kayla's golden retriever, who is chewing paper in the background in many parts of this episode. So please ignore him. He's just out there living his best life. (laughs) In this episode, you'll learn why Kayla started Tribe Skincare how she started the brand from scratch and into the booming business that it is today, what Kayla has learned on her journey of running her own business, what you need to look for if you're wanting to start a business of your own, and loads more. I'm absolutely stoked to have Kayla and Henry on this episode, and I really hope you enjoy. Also, if you are enjoying listening, please take a screenshot and post a picture of where you're listening online. I love interacting with you guys and I love seeing where you're listening from. So please remember to do that. And also, if you're loving what you hear, please just take two minutes to leave a review. Every little bit of feedback really helps. Thank you so much, guys. And I really hope you enjoy. Welcome, Kayla. Hey, Kate. Thanks so much for having me today. (laughs) Thank you for having me in your house. That's okay. Thanks Uh, for coming. For you guys listening, we have a golden retriever, Henry, here. So if you hear chewing or anything like that, it's just him in the background snooping around, playing with his toys. (laughs) Yeah, you can hear his little footsteps wandering around on the floorboards. I think he just wants to be a part of it. Yeah. So I absolutely love following along the uh, the Tribe Skincare journey. It's just so awesome to see everything that you've done. You guys are just growing all of the time and you guys had an amazing event on the weekend I believe yeah we had our first interstate event on the weekend so it was up in Sydney Um, that was a whole bunch of fun trying to coordinate from Torquay an event in Sydney but it all went to plan and definitely gave us confidence we can do more interstate events in the future yeah it looked so amazing I was quite jealous yeah (laughs) so much fun I think uh with a lot of the people that I talk to on this podcast they have quite a good following or they're obviously quite successful. They're doing really awesome things in their field. And I think sometimes to a listener or somebody 
who knows your brand and doesn't necessarily know you, it can seem quite intimidating. So I always like to start off by asking a question or two just to kind of bring it back to reality and to show people that you are a human. Yep. <laughs> so I'm going to start off by asking you about your quirkiest quality. <laughs> Ooh, my quirkiest quality. Um, I'm a little bit obsessed with something really strange at the moment. <laughs> I'm building all of this miniature kind of like dollhouse furniture. So at night when I'm sitting on the couch watching Netflix as a way of kind of getting off my phone, but keeping my brain and my hands busy, I just sit there and build these kind of mini flat pack kits. Yeah. Very strange. No, but that's awesome though. And I think when you're so busy with your business, it's having a good to have a way to switch off as well. Absolutely. And I actually have to really concentrate on what I'm doing. So I can't be thinking about two things at once, which is nice. It's almost like meditative, isn't it? Definitely. Yeah. Awesome. And what is one thing that you've learned lately? I find that often in life we push forward and we're always setting goals and we're always thinking about the future, but we don't necessarily reflect on the past. And I think that's where a lot of the the gold comes from and a lot of the insight comes from. So what is one thing that you've learned lately? I guess reflecting on just the immediate past. So you were saying we just had this event in Sydney, which I was saying was quite difficult to coordinate. Something I learned from that is I definitely need to get better at asking for help. So it was something I definitely couldn't have done by myself. So I had to get my staff to kind of come up and help me ask for help from the venue. And the thing is, when you ask people for help, they're always willing. Yes, 100%. I think as well. Being a business owner or being an entrepre- entrepreneurial-minded person, you like to take on board all of the tasks and like to think that you're able to do everything, but outsourcing jobs and getting people to help is such an important part of a successful business, I suppose. Yeah, definitely. I think at the start, you can kind of do everything yourself, but then you get to a point where you literally don't have enough hours in the day to do it yourself. So that's when you really do need to start asking for help and getting more people on board with kind of your vision and your journey. Mm -hmm. Yeah, hundred percent. So I have done a bit of an intro about you at the start and a lot of our listeners will know about you and your brand, but I always think it's great to hear from the founder themselves. I think that you know your business and your journey more than anybody else. So I'd love for you to tell us a little bit about Tribe Skincare and also what Tribe Skincare is doing to make positive change in the world. Yep. So Tribe Skincare is essentially summed up that it's skincare for sensitive skin. That's what makes us different to every other skincare brand out there. It sounds crazy that nobody else was really doing skincare for sensitive skin before Tribe. So there was brands that had like a few products or maybe a small range in their brands that was for sensitive skin, but nobody was 100% focusing on it. So that's definitely what we've done. We've formulated these products specifically for people with sensitive skin, especially when people are buying it online. It's kind of scary that they can't go in store and try it. So we had to make sure we took out all of the common allergens or any harsh chemicals that they would react to. And then I guess our brand values is how we're making changes. So we're trying to make it really easy for the consumer to make the right decisions. So we've made sure all our skincare is formulated here in Australia. It's vegan friendly, cruelty free, and 100% natural. So people know exactly what they're putting on their skin. 
Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, you're doing such a good job with that. And like what you said about people finding it hard to buy things online, I think what you're doing, you're so easily demonstrating how good your product is through showing the before and after photos. And it's just so clear that it actually works and that people are actually getting results from it, which is amazing. Yeah, it's been great to kind of get our customers on board with our marketing rather than sort of doing paid ads all the time. We actually just give our customers an incentive to track their own results at home Mm -hmm. and then other people can see because we've got such a variety of skin now um, kind of shown through the before and after program people can look at a photo and think that's what my skin is like now that's what I want it to be and that's how they kind of get on board with the brand and trust that it really works Mm. and I I think on social media as well there's so many brands popping up all the time and as a consumer it can be easy to get caught up in the glitz and glam of a new product or a new brand but to actually see that it actually works and it does wonders for people's skin is really cool definitely that's what keeps people coming back. A hundred percent. So why did you just start Tribe Skincare? Can you tell us a little bit about your journey to getting to where you are? Yeah, definitely. So my sister and I had a skin clinic in Geelong in Victoria for three years. And I guess, so we were treating a lot of people's skin for all different concerns. So breakouts, eczema, um, oily skin, dry skin, a bit of everything, all ages. And the main thing that was coming up is people had very sensitive skin. So probably about 50% of our customers were too sensitive to use all of the active products that we had in store. And we were looking for something to have in the clinic. So a brand for sensitive skin to essentially get them using at home. And that's when I sort of saw that gap in the market and realized there was nothing there. So I thought, well, maybe I'm the person to fill that gap and sort of set out to do that. Yeah. And the fact that you actually had people, you created a product based on a need because that's what you saw face to face. Did you have any, uh, do you have any, what's it called? Um, did you study anything to be able to do what you're doing in the skin clinic or qualifications? I think is the word I'm looking for. (laughs) Qualifications. Yeah. So I did a diploma of beauty therapy to start with, which covers all of your skin stuff, but also like your waxing and nails and all a variety of stuff. And then I went on to do further study with skin from there, because I guess that was the area I was interested in Mm. and passionate about. Yeah. And I suppose like having a salon is quite a lot different to formulating a product. Like you're, you're using products that you've already got on people that are coming in to see your skin concerns. So actually moving into the formulation part of the the process with skincare, how did you go about formulating your own products? Yeah. So I guess this is another thing where I had to get people in to help me mm-hmm. because I am not a cosmetic pharmacist. So essentially we worked to a brief. So I knew what sort of core ingredients I wanted in the products, what I wanted them to do and what sort of skins I wanted them to be for with sensitive skin in mind. And then I provide that brief and then we basically go through a sampling process. So a cosmetic pharmacist produces the products, sends me the samples. I might want to change the texture or the scent or whatever needs to happen until we get that product perfect and ready to basically go onto the market. Yeah. So there was quite a lot of research and stuff that went into particular ingredients that you knew were good for sensitive skin. Yeah. There was a lot of research, but to me, it also felt like a lot of common sense. I was kind of like, why is nobody else doing this? Like it felt so obvious to me what needed to happen in the skincare industry and what needed to go into the products. Yeah. And so I suppose through that kind of trial and error process with your formulations company, you were able to build something that was super effective. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's awesome. And how did you choose your ideal customer? Was that through the people that were coming into your skin clinic or... 
Yeah. So at the skin clinic, we were basically treating skins of all ages. So we have anyone from like a teen skin to an aging skin. And I wanted the tribe skincare range to be the same, that it could kind of be used on all different skin types. Essentially what skin needs is hydrating and repairing. So the whole range is focused around repairing your skin's natural barrier. And then skin just generally takes care of itself. So if your skin's in good health, you'll find that it just looks after itself and it naturally exfoliates itself and hydrates itself as well. So we really focused on that and we knew our ideal customer was Australians. We wanted to be an Australian brand with an Australian-made product that sells to Australian people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's crazy how complicated skincare becomes, isn't it? I personally don't, like I use the products that we have in the boxes and test them out, but it's not a complicated regime for me. And I think a lot of the time it comes with the food you eat as well. It's not necessarily just what you put on your skin, but it's the things that you eat as well. Yeah, definitely. It's a lot of sort of internal causes that might be causing skin concerns for people. So we kind of consult with them as well, just um, via DMs on Instagram or emails or whatever they, whatever way they want to do it. Um, We'll talk about whether it might be diet related or hormone related and what skincare can sort of help with their skin journey as well. Yeah. So it's kind of like the whole package really, what you guys are doing. Yeah. Yeah, You are very open and honest on your social media. I love that. The trend transparency that you bring with your brand and obviously having your face there as well everybody you can hear Henry chewing his toy <laughs> I'm trying to stop him with my foot he's happy <laughs> he is he's just chewing on some paper <laughs> what else would you be doing right now exactly <laughs> yeah I love how open and transparent you are and I think that that helps to build trust with people as well because they know that you're a real person and you are there and you're willing to help them with that as well. Do you think that social media has been one of the main reasons that your brand's grown so much? Oh, absolutely. It's really the only form of marketing we've ever done is social media, mainly on Instagram. And um, we don't do a lot of paid marketing. The marketing we do is getting our customers involved. So like I was saying with the before and after program that we reward them for recording their own results rather than kind of paying people. Um, We've done a lot of influencer marketing as well, which has been really effective for us and basically having brand ambassadors that we know use the product, love the product, and then they're essentially just sharing that with their audience. Yeah. And I think that's really important as well, because there's so many influencers out there that are using product, but it doesn't necessarily mean that they're raving about the product and they use it themselves. So it's yes. great that you guys are using people as well yeah. consistently. And we do sort of like long-term things with the same people. We don't just want to be like, hey, we'll pay you this much money to promote this product as a one-off. It's very much, we want you to use the product, use it for a month. If you're loving it, then we kind of introduce it to their audience that way and then have that consistency that they'll use it for a year or two years or hopefully ongoing forever and that we do it that way. So it's more genuine. Yeah. Awesome. With, um, I also know that you've started another business on the side, which to me seems crazy because there's so many things going on. So I just wanted to talk about that because Henry's here and it's kind of his brand. He's like the face, the ambassador of it. Can you tell our audience a little bit about what you're doing with that as well? Yeah. So I've got another brand called Floofs, which we're kind of looking at on the shelf just (laughs) next to us. (laughs) And um, that all came about because of 
Henry. So my golden retriever, Henry's 15 months old, and um, we've kind of come into the hair shedding season when they just lose so much hair. It's crazy. Every golden it? retriever <laughs> owner says it. We have three types of vacuums. So we've got a normal one, a stick one, and one of the robot vacuums, and we were still having trouble with Henry's hair all through the house. So we've bought out these grooming gloves that are special ones for removing pet hair just very quickly, effectively, and easily. And you basically take your dog outside for 60 seconds a day, brush them with these gloves, which collects all the fur, pop it straight in the bin so it doesn't end up on your couch and all through your house. <laughs> which is what happens. Oh, lot. yeah, definitely. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> He's just popped his head on my lap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that with your businesses as well. I think a lot of the time people start a business because they want to start a business and they want to make money. So they spend a lot of time trying to think about what they're going to do and they just try and create a product from nothing. Whereas you've always identified problems and then created a solution to the problem, which I think is a really incredible thing to be doing rather than just creating more stuff in the world. You're actually like, Hey, there's hair on the floor. What am I going to do to stop this? Or how are we going to help people to improve their skin? And I think that's a really incredible thing that you're doing. Yeah, that's so true. The products have definitely come first with both businesses. It's been like, well, these are the products that we know people need and are going to help enhance their life. And then we're like, okay, now we need to do branding and turn this into a business. And that's sort of become the second part. Yeah. And I think as well, like in this day and age, it's so easy to start a business. Yes. So anyone can just get a website and they can start a business, but it's actually harder than ever to grow one. And mm. it's because there's just so many brands out there now. There's just so many businesses popping up that consumers are, are just, they're just overwhelmed. There's just a flood of businesses all the time. So I think you have to be able to clearly demonstrate what, why you, why you're there and what you stand for very clearly to be able to cut through yeah, it's funny. People say to me all the time, people kind of say, oh, I really want to have a business, but I don't know what product to do. And I'm like, well, that's your first step. Like you're skipping straight to that second step saying you want a business. You need to know what your product is and what that kind of gap in the market is first and then create your business from that. Mm. And look at the things. Somebody recently asked me how they could figure out what they wanted to do. And mm -hmm. I was like, what makes you what makes you super passionate or what makes you frustrated or what makes you angry? Like the, the things that really like drive you or make you kind of irk up are often the places where you might be able to find a business idea because it's like, I want to do something to change that yep. or I want to do something to enhance that. Yeah, definitely. And then you're point. basically working to your passion and what you love or what you're interested in fixing. Yeah. It's exactly. going to take you a lot further. Yeah, exactly. So what do you think the biggest thing that you've learned about on your business journey, obviously, it's not been a long one. It's only been two years with Tribe, which is incredible, yeah. but you've come so far. What do you reckon the biggest thing that you've learned about yourself along the journey is? Um, I've learned that I can work very hard. <laughs> Yeah, I've learned that you can fill every hour of your day very easily, which is, I guess, a good and a bad thing. So, um, yeah, I've learned to work hard, but I've also had to learn to kind of look after myself in that process and not kind of get swept up in it all of working 24-7 and make sure you don't sort of lose your identity in your business, which I think is very easy to do. Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely. I think a lot of people do that as well, especially in the beginning stages because you're putting everything into it, Yep, everything. And it's hard to not let it become your identity because it's you, it's what you're doing. So yeah, it's a, that's a really good thing that you've learned. And I think 
it's only it only enables you to be be able to make decisions unemotionally or logically and rationally as opposed to getting completely emotionally absorbed. Definitely. Kate and I were actually talking about this over um, breakfast this morning. <laughs> we <laughs> but, were. Um, yeah, you almost need to like detach yourself from your business. In a way, you want to stay kind of super involved in it and super passionate about it. But when you have your ups and downs, you don't want that to be a reflection of you as a person and kind of take that emotion into your personal life as well. Yeah, exactly. And I think if you're not emotionally entangled in your business and your identity is not entangled in your business, then when something goes wrong, it's not the whole world ending. It's like, okay, what do I quickly need to do to logically, what's a logical and rational decision that I need to make? Or what do I need to put in place to to change this or fix this? Something goes really well, it's really exciting, but it doesn't take you on this roller coaster that I think happens when you're at the start of your business journey. There's so many highs and so many lows. Absolutely. I think I spent many days crying under my desk. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Hopefully not anymore. No, no, definitely not. (laughs) Definitely gets easier, doesn't it? You kind of have your strategies in place of how you emotionally deal with things and it gets easier. Exactly. Exactly. And what do you think is the number one thing you need to be a strong and successful person, not just in business, but just in life in general? I think you've got to be very resilient, definitely in business and yeah, in life as well. Um, Resilience kind of gets you through everything that of course you're going to come across problems, you're going to come across ups and downs and it's just your ability to kind of, I guess, move on and problem solve that keeps you going. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Where do you want to take Tribe Skincare? Oh gosh. It's funny. I get asked this all the time. Like people are like, you know, where are you going to be in 12 months? Where are you going to be in five years? And I probably should focus more on the future, but I feel like this first two years I've been so caught up in just the day-to-day running of the business. And I'm basically thinking about tomorrow, not a year down the track. Mm. Um, I would love to eventually get the products in stores. I think that's really important so people can have that tactile experience and have a feel and a smell of the products. Um, but yeah, every time I think about that, I'm like, oh, that's very overwhelming. Yeah, <laughs> so I, I know. go back to day-to-day operations. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You're right about being in store as well, though. It gives you that extra pillar of where your business is going to be standing. Yeah, definitely. Mm. And I kind of like, I feel like all of our customers at the moment find us through Instagram, but I kind of can't expect it to be that way forever. I know that things change and marketing channels change. So I do need to kind of be open to other ideas, make sure we've got customers coming from all different places and all different ways they can find us. Mm. So we can essentially reach more people with the skincare. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So we build retreat yourself retreat yourself radio retreat yourself boxes everything that we do on our 10 pillars of wellness i speak a lot about how i believe that true health isn't just your food the food that you eat and the exercise that you do but it's a total picture it's how you feel about yourself it's how much fun you're having it's your relationships it's how much you sleep it's the whole picture essentially wellness is how you feel like how you feel about yourself and the world on a daily basis so each of the people that I'm interviewing or, or chatting to, I like to find out what they, what their number one tips are in each of these 10 pillars. I think that having a bit of insight from everyone can really help you along your journey as well. And for the people listening, it really helps to give them different perspectives about things that they may not have thought about before. So I'm going to go through each of our 10 pillars and ask you one question under each area. And if you can just give me your biggest piece of advice 
under each area, that would be great. And then I'll collate all of that, those tips and those uh, pointers and put them into a downloadable document in our expert wellness secrets vault and uh, listeners will be able to access that. Yeah, cool. That sounds fun. (laughs) So I'm going to start with mind because to me, I think mind is one of the most important pillars. I think it drives the decisions that you make in the rest of the pillars as well. So what's your number one piece of advice when it comes to managing mindset? Oh, I think with mindset, I very much just focus on what I'm doing and myself, not in a sort of selfish way, but I just think life's so busy and there's so many kind of different things going on that it's best just to focus on yourself. Don't focus on what other people are doing, what other people think of you. I mean, obviously you want people to think of you in a good way and you Mm -hmm. want to kind of enhance people's lives, but not so much focusing on, you know, if someone might judge you for something or something like that. Yeah, exactly. And I think when you bring it back to you and what's in your control, yep. then you're not wasting your energy in other places. And, yeah, pe- and people's opinions of you are only created by their own experiences in their life anyway. It's not an absolute opinion. Yes, that's definitely what I think. It's not a reflection necessarily of me, unless it is something that I need to reflect on, in which case and you can reflect on that and make the changes if necessary. Totally. So nutrition, what's your favorite healthy food? Uh, we love drinking green teas in the office. It's so basically anytime after 12, we're just straight onto them yeah. <laughs> and they just get us through the afternoon. It's better than sort of like snacking on chocolate or going for the biscuits in the cupboard. <laughs> Although they taste pretty good. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you find that green tea gives you, makes you hyperactive or gives you energy like coffee? Oh, I've never noticed. Oh, it makes me so hyper. People are like, there's something wrong with you. <laughs> Maybe that's why we go for it in the afternoons when yeah. we're kind of having that sleepy lull and then we need the green teas yeah. and it's <laughs> good for your skin <laughs> that's true it is very good for your skin uh, movement what's your number one or favorite type of exercise that you'd recommend to other people oh, I just love taking Henry for a walk down the beach <laughs> like we're so lucky to have the beach here in Torquay it's a real luxury so mm-hmm. I definitely take full advantage of that and it's just a nice way I always walk after work so it's a nice way to kind of switch off because I work from home and I'm at the house all day it's like I'm here in work mode. I leave the house, go for a walk. And then when I come back, it's my home again. And I can kind of relax instead of coming back into the office just yeah. to separate the space. Because it can be difficult to switch off when you work from home. And as, so that's your main thing. Do you close the door and then it's like no more work time? Yeah, it's good because the office is at the front of the house. So I basically, I don't need to come up here at the end of the day. So once I've left the office, I just kind of can forget about it, which is good. I try to keep the business all contained to the one room, but it is kind of slowly feeding into all the other rooms, (laughs) storage in all the cupboards. (laughs) Slowly but surely taking over. Yeah, that's what happens. (laughs) All right. And love, what's your number one tip to having a healthy relationship with someone when you're very busy? Um, I think that in life or with your partner, um, they're never going to be perfect and neither am I kind of thing. So it's very important to be sort of forgiving and, um, yeah, just accepting them the way they are. Yeah. A hundred percent agreed. I can hear Henry eating some paper (laughs) under the table. (laughs) He was fine before we started recording and now he just wants to be like on our laps and wants all the attention. (laughs) Henry. (laughs) Purpose. What is a piece of advice you'd give to somebody trying to find their purpose? 
I think your purpose is definitely going to be different to everyone else's. So it's not kind of like you can tell someone, I guess, what the purpose of life is or what their purpose is because it's going to be such a different experience for everyone. Mm. So I guess your purpose essentially comes down to being happy and what makes you happy, what you're passionate about, but yet always going to be something that is unique to you. Yeah. Very good advice. Me time. How do you prioritize your me time? Oh, well, I'm very good at switching off now. I can't say I was at the start of having a business, but um, just little things like deleting work emails off my phone so that when I am having my me time, I'm not having that constant interruption from work, trying to kind of make its way into every hour of my life. Um, yeah, I have a lot of hobbies, <laughs> which people always think I'm super busy and they're like, how do you have time for hobbies? But I mean, I'm busy at work and then I've got my personal time as well, where I love to do what I love doing. But what you said before about being able to, you, there's always something to do and you're always going to be able to fill every single hour of every day with work, especially if you work for yourself. Yes. When you work for somebody else, you work particular hours and you clock off and you come home, there's still going to be work to do. So it's just having those boundaries, I think. Definitely. And making space for the things that you enjoy doing. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Sleep. What is your top tip for getting to sleep? Uh, I'm really big on this whole um, kind of offloading I think it's like a brain dump, they call it. So before I go to bed every night, if I've got a whole heap of things on my mind or I'm thinking of jobs I have to do, I'll always write them down. Um, I email myself basically all day and all night of just like things I have to remember. So that's definitely helps me sleep. If I'm laying in bed and I can't stop thinking about a particular thing, I do the same thing, just brain dump it into notes on my phone. I can come back to it the next day, but I don't need to be thinking about it mm. at night when I'm trying to sleep. Rather than it going around around and around in your head. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Environment. What is your number one piece of advice you'd give to somebody when it comes to reducing their impact? Um, something I've been doing, I've been talking a bit about it on the Tribe Skincare Story as well and trying to get other people onto it, is just growing a really basic herb garden. So if you have your go-to herbs, you're always using like mint and rosemary, just grow it yourself. It's going to save you a lot of money in the long run as well. And it means you're not having to go to the supermarket and buy your herbs in plastic every time you need them. They're literally so easy to grow all year around. So that's a really easy way of reducing your impact. Can I just ask, do you grow coriander? I do. <laughs> how do you keep it alive? Because I cannot keep it alive. I think coriander might be seasonal. Okay. I feel like it grows really well for a while and I like use it heaps and then all of a sudden my plant just dies <laughs> with like me. the change of the seasons. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Because I've heard quite a few people say that and, and I, I've just struggled with it as well. It just yeah, doesn't seem right. to want to grow. Hmm. We need to do some Googling. Yes. Coriander growing Good old tips. Google. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Self-care. So self-care kind of encompasses skincare and looking after yourself um, in that kind of a way. What would your biggest skincare tip be? I think with skincare, it definitely has to be consistent. So I kind of think of skincare like exercise. You can't sort of exercise on a Monday for five hours and then not exercise for the next six days straight. Same with skincare. You can't just do it on a Monday and then forget about it for the week. It's really like the things you do every single day to your skin is how you're going to get your results. Mm, yes, that's very true because I think it's kind of like – diet like eating well as well it's like monday i'm gonna start off really strong and then by friday you're like it's kind of thrown out the window it's all comes down to consistency really doesn't it yeah you can't eat all your veggies on a monday and then junk food <laughs> for the rest of the week <laughs> uh, all right 
and fun, what's something that you think people should try just for fun? Oh, I would love to recommend that everyone tries pottery. I recently did just like a short course in, um, it was like a beginner's pottery course and it was so good. It's really like therapeutic and um, just a whole heap of fun to kind of get your hands dirty and do something different and learn a new skill. So yeah, definitely give pottery a go. I feel like so many people are interested in it. When I was putting it on the Tribe Skincare Story, I had so many people saying, I really want to try it. Mm. And a few people have gone ahead and enrolled in courses and they're loving it, which is really cool. Yeah. And you also have the pottery at the end. Like you've gone through that creative process and it's been really fun. And then you've got the pottery. Yeah. So you've actually got something to. You get an end product out of it. Yeah, exactly. Lastly, if you had to give somebody a tip or a tool to get, to help them lead a life well lived, what would it be? Um, I guess like anything with wellness, it really does come. I know you're talking about like 10 pillars here and it really does come to all aspects of your life and what you're doing. So I guess like look at the different areas of your life. If you're stressed out at work, you might try to figure out how to minimize that stress. If you're stressed about a relationship, try to figure out how to minimize that. Like you really just need to focus on all aspects of your life Mm. and have a whole heap of fun. Do more of what you love and what makes you happy. Yeah, I would 100% agree with that. That's great advice. All right. So if anybody with the listeners want to come and find you, where will they be able to find you and Tribe Skincare? So the best place to find me is Instagram because I basically hang out there all day, (laughs) every day. I do heaps of like behind the scenes content of the business and just chat to people there. So that's just um, if you go to Instagram and just search Tribe Skincare, we come up. And um, the website is www.tribeskincare.com.au. Amazing. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me. I know that our listeners are going to get so much out of our conversation, so I really appreciate it. Thanks so much for having me. It's been a fun morning. (laughs) It's been so good. How awesome is Kayla? I hope you loved listening just as much as I enjoyed interviewing her. As I mentioned at the start, I would absolutely love for you to leave a review. I just get so excited hearing what you guys think and every single little bit helps. Thank you so much for joining me again and I will catch you next week.